This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all, a Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With me, Dylan Hafer Hold on, check me, boo Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast I am Dylan Hafer and here we are again It's Monday, it's a new week And we've got lots of stuff to talk about First of all, Rachel's acting up She's she's out and about. I think I mentioned on my episode last week with Danny Murphy that uh, Raquel Levis, a.k.a. Rachel, was spotted at Tom and Ariana's house uh, looking like she was about to sleep over, photographed getting out of the car while Ariana wasn't there. And Danny mentioned that she was carrying the uh, the Bay's Weekender tote bag. Uh, this is Shay Mitchell's brand of bags and luggage and accoutrement. Um and Bay's marketing experts capitalized on this and posted the photos on their feed and said, PSA, this is not a sponsored post. Uh, the caption, it says, we provide the bag, not the baggage. Hats off. Props to them. I love this. I mean, you got to acknowledge it. Everybody sees the the bag. Danny mentioned it on last week's podcast. I love this. This is perfect. No notes. Uh, whoever is doing the social media for... Shea Mitchell's luggage company, pay them more. They deserve it. Uh, today, today we're talking about Girls Trip. Mainly Girls Trip in Thailand. We're going to talk about episode four. Um, but first, we have something to attend to from next season of Girls Trip because Brandy Glanville fired up Twitter on Thursday afternoon as she is wont to do. And she addressed the situation with Caroline. We haven't heard too much from her since they were filming in January. And, you know, we got a lot of reports on the ground about what was happening and who was sent home early and, you know, what investigations were going on. But it seems like Brandy has sort of been on hush-hush uh, on status. She was not at the Traders reunion. She and Reza did like a separate thing on their own, like on a podcast, which like Reza, baby, get out of there, <laughs> please. But anyway, I'm just going to read Brandy's tweets, and then we can unpack together. It's four tweets. Uh, I am not suing anyone, not hashtag Peacock or anyone else for that matter. I can speak on anything I want to speak on. It was at the end of an 18-hour workday at our belly dancing party, and I'd like to see footage on it beforehand, as both myself and Caroline were very intoxicated. I'm fucking sick of this narrative. I was hired for a second season of Girls Trip because they loved what I did on first season. I was told to bring the party just like before, and that's exactly what I did, and I was punished for it. It feels like a fucking setup. It's BS, and Caroline was fine. Those are my statements. Yes, I'm pissed off. Yes, this has been fucking life fucking ruining, and I'm not going to be responding to anyone commenting. Uh, five expanding heart emojis. <sighs> Brandy girl, Brandy, Brandy, Brandy. What are we doing here? What are we doing? 
the thing about this is that, first of all, this season is not going to air for months. We've seen the the sort of cycle that they've been putting these girls trips on. We got the last one in like June, July of last year. We're just now getting the Thailand one. I would guess that the Morocco one is probably going to premiere like fall of this year, maybe even toward the end of the year. Who knows? But like, this is not in the news right now. Her first tweet about how she's not suing Peacock or anyone, I immediately got to Googling because I was like, did people say she was suing anyone? I didn't remember seeing that. And I Googled it and I didn't find anything. It's not like there was some... This wasn't like a response to anything that happened this last week. So it was it was a little confusing. And the thing is, I don't really know what Brandy thinks she's going to gain by doing this. Because I am sure that the producers did tell her that they loved how messy she was on season two and that they wanted to bring her back for more of that. But that is a different thing than what is actually the issue here. It seems to me like she has kind of a fundamental lack of understanding of the difference between being fun, being messy, partying, getting a little bit sloppy, dancing together. She says it's a belly dancing party. That sounds already like, yikes. (laughs) But when she says we were both really drunk and Caroline's fine, that is just such a dead giveaway that she doesn't understand how any of this works. It doesn't matter whether she thinks Caroline is fine or whether it seemed in the moment like Caroline was fine or, you know, whatever. Really, she she's not the important party here. The whole thing when something like this happens is that the intent is not as important as the impact. And so I believe that Brandy felt like everybody was just getting drunk and having a good time and she was doing what she was hired to do. But unfortunately, if that doesn't line up with the experience of the person on the receiving end, we run into some problems. So, I mean, I understand why Brandy is upset. I understand why she feels like she has kind of gotten the shit under the stick here, but in the actuality of the situation, if Caroline is like deeply impacted by this, that's Brandy's fault. (sighs) It's making me nervous for this next season of Girls Trip because I just want it to be fun. I want it to be a good time. And in Thailand right now, I feel like we are pretty successfully towing the line between real drama, things that feel like they have stakes, and then some things that feel a little bit more silly drama and just sort of housewives arguing and then some just pure fun moments. And I feel like with girls trip, you really want to have that balance because it is a separate experience from being on housewives proper. It is removed from that. You're getting the fun part of just people being mixed up together along with drama and storylines and stuff. As Candace says, they deserve Emmys. All the Emmys, please. They're they're doing the Lord's work. But I think Brandy just... Uh, I don't think she's living in our present reality where actions have consequences. And I think, you know, maybe 10, 
12 years ago when she was being brought on to these shows for the first time, she didn't have to think about that as much, but we're living in, we're living in a world where people get in trouble for that stuff. And like, I mean, to be honest, what really was the upside for Brandy? Like, what is her maximum potential? Like, okay, maybe she would get like asked back to Beverly Hills as like a random guest again. Okay. Maybe that won't happen now. She had to skip the traders reunion. Like, I don't know. Has this ruined her life? I kind of feel like she's fine. It might not be like super great and peachy, but was it before? I don't know. (laughs) The weather is getting warmer, so it's time to ditch those jackets and sweaters for shorts and tees. I used to waste my money on clothes that would only last one season. That was until I found Quince. Now I've got high quality pieces that never go out of style that I'll be wearing year after year. Now that it's getting warmer, I just stocked up on the Quince cotton modal t-shirts. I love a black t-shirt that's the right balance of looking really nice, but feeling really comfortable. It's 50% cotton, 50% modal. It's lightweight. It's breathable. It has a little stretch to it, but it looks so put together. I also just stocked up on more of my favorite Quince socks because let's be honest, I am at the point in my life where I don't need to have any socks in my closet that have holes in them. I'm getting the Quince ones that are going to last me a long time. They're just the perfect staple to have in your wardrobe. Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from $30, performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Plus, they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, which I just love. Upgrade your wardrobe today. Go to quince.com mention for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot mention to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com mention. Summer is fast approaching, which means more social events, more weddings to attend, more nights on the town, and hopefully more vacations. That's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor, Honey Love, for covering us with the best shapewear. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they are the only shapewear that won't ever roll down, no matter how much you groove on the dance floor. For a limited time only, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash MIA. When talking about effective shapewear, Honey Love's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering the perfect amount of compression. You won't have to worry about it rolling down, which is unheard of in shapewear, thanks to flexible boning that's hidden in the side seams. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honey Love. I'm sure we'll have ample time to talk about that later this year, but for now, let's let's get back to Thailand. Oh, in the aftermath of last episode, Leah and Candace have really solidified themselves as a little bit of an island in the house. Um, you know, Candace feels like she needs to stick up for Leah, Leah getting bullied. 
you know, Leah says that Giselle has done way worse on Potomac than say that she's bored at a dinner, which is, is probably true. But also like, you know, I don't really think we do the like tit for tat thing so much on girls trip. <sighs> the biggest downer I think on this season, and I can't, I would guess that a lot of people agree with me is the Whitney and Heather dynamic because it just feels like there's nothing to be gained from going at it over and over and over again. You know, they each have kind of their own version of events that's happening. And I feel like the things that they're fighting about aren't necessarily even that important, but they're kind of standing in representation of just, maybe these two women don't like each other that much. Maybe they aren't that compatible. Whitney is realizing that because Heather recommended her for the show, she felt this loyalty to her and was kind of, she says, maybe I was Heather's mop and that she was, you know, hating Lisa Barlow for this reason and, you know, kind of going along with what Heather said. Maybe, maybe she has sort of uncovered something there that maybe she and Heather never really were meant to be that close. They were kind of like a fun duo for a couple seasons, but like, I don't know. I just feel like we're going in circles. And the whole thing about the Mormon church. First of all, I think it's I think it's shitty for Whitney to imply that Heather doesn't have genuine issues with the church or that she's only kind of doing this process of removing herself from the church for the show. I just don't think that's true. And I don't think that she really thinks that. I think she's saying it because she knows that it will hurt Heather. But at the same time, I also like, I don't, the whole like removing yourself from the roles thing and who's doing what on, on which timeline and how long it takes to do these things and what does it actually mean to leave the faith or it's so uninteresting. And you guys, I read Heather's entire book. I'm not saying it's uninteresting because I don't give a shit about these people I'm saying it's uninteresting because it's not important. Heather's journey of spirituality and religion and finding herself and leaving her marriage and leaving the church and being there for her daughters can't be boiled down to whether or not she's like filled out a form or applied for a thing or called whatever number. Likewise, you know, Whitney just recently got herself removed. I don't think that she was like, lying to herself and still a member of the church until then. Like, it just feels like these women are, are being so simplistic about it just because they know that it'll hurt the other person. Like Whitney's FaceTiming Lisa and, you know, Lisa says that Heather is hurt because she got caught in a lie. (sighs) I don't know. I, I just am like, you guys, we already watched a whole season of this and now we're watching this whole spinoff. And then they're filming again right now. That's I keep thinking about with Salt Lake. They're filming season four. Like as we speak, they've already been on at least one trip. Mary's back, which I guess is like, I guess kind of a bright spot. I don't know. But it's like thinking about how these two are going to coexist with each other for a whole nother season of Housewives. It makes it really, really difficult to be excited for season four of Salt Lake. And I hate to say it because I mean... I talk all the time about being optimistic and keeping an open mind and watching things, trying to enjoy them. But it's like, Jesus Christ. I mean, 
pardon my Jesus Christness, but like, are we really like this is not a housewife storyline that I need to watch three seasons of. It's just not. I barely want to watch three seasons of Kyle versus Kim. Or like any, you know, I, these iconic feuds. And like Whitney and Heather, I'm sorry, just like is not in that pantheon. At least not yet. And I kind of don't see it going that direction. <sighs> but whatever. I don't know. I guess we're just going to keep uh, keep on keeping on with this. You know, I do think Candace and Giselle to me is a little bit more exciting. It's a little bit spicier. Because it feels like there are, there are like more specific... Um, milestones in their friendship and then not friendship of each other. And going back to the Monique thing this episode, I actually was, I was intrigued by that because Candace basically says she's been watching Portia on Atlanta Housewives forever. And she, you know, Atlanta is this thing. So she wants to kind of talk about this Monique situation with Portia and maybe get to an understanding uh, at the barbecue. This does not go well. Of course it doesn't. So Candace is bringing up when Portia was on chat room, the season that Monique and Candace got in their altercation on chat room, Portia basically read like a statement more or less from Monique that accused Candace of suing her to try and get money to pay for the down payment on their house. And there's the whole thing on the show about the mom paying for the house, the mortgage, whatever. So Candace is saying, first of all, this wasn't true. I never sued Monique for anything. I didn't need the money for the down payment, whatever. Portia is basically like, look, I'm friends with Monique. I just repeated what she told me. I was just saying the facts that I was given. And Candace is like, well, babe, those weren't facts because they weren't true. And Portia is basically like, I, this is not on me. This is not my area of expertise. All I said was what my friend was saying. And Candace is like very upset, busts out the cry-angle, which Portia recreates in her confessional. That is, I mean, chef's kiss. That's what I want to see on Girls Trip. But Candace still feels very strongly that because of Portia essentially reading the statement on chat room, that Monique was like basically given a platform to speak, and then she wasn't extended the same opportunity which first of all i would say if you ever saw the ratings for chat room this was not a platform that was um <laughs> uh you know it's it was, the audience was not especially robust there's a reason that show isn't on anymore but giselle is basically like candace i was there on chat room and in that moment when portia said that on behalf of monique I stood up for you and I was saying that wasn't true and I was calling bullshit on that. So like you did have a voice in that conversation because I was directly refuting what Monique was saying. And, you know, I think with Candace in the mindset that she's currently in with Giselle, she's just not really willing to give an inch in this kind of area that like, objectively Giselle really did have Candace's back in that moment. And that whole season, all of the stuff that happened with Monique and Candace, Giselle was strongly on Candace's side. I mean, Giselle was maybe the most anti-Monique of anyone in that cast that I can think of off the top of my head. I mean, Candace aside, obviously, but like 
Giselle was really like riding against Monique. And so I think that Candace would probably be better off if she could take a little bit of a step back from her current issues with Giselle and just be like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Going back a few years, like you, you did ride for me then. And I can acknowledge that and appreciate that. And then in this current timeline that we're in, have an issue based on something different. But I don't think Candace really has that mechanism to separate things that it's like, you're either a hundred percent with me or you're a hundred percent against me. And right now, because of what's happened on the most recent season, Candace, I think rightfully so is pretty cool on Giselle, but then it's like she has amnesia over everything that happened more than a year ago. It's too bad because I, I think this is a situation where Giselle really authentically was there for Candace and you know, now it's just not really, not really being felt. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I am so happy that warmer weather is finally back and we can get back to enjoying some time in the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring May flowers and also sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I have had seasonal allergies for pretty much my entire life. Unfortunately, there are definitely those days where I have canceled my plans because I simply just don't want to be out in the world because of my allergies. But luckily, Claritin is the perfect thing that you can just take at the beginning of the day. And it really helps with all of those symptoms, clearing up your eyes, clearing up your sinuses, clearing up your congestion. It's the easiest way to just get those allergies under control, whether it's in the spring, any other time of year. And it's designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. After the barbecue, we get to play some games. I always, when they're playing games on Bravo shows, I'm sorry, I'm tuning out. I'm doing something else. I'm I'm clipping my fingernails. I'm cleaning my room. I'm I'm dusting. I can't do the games. I just don't care. When when Leah and Portia get put together cuz they're the only two that aren't, you know, with another buddy from their franchise and it's team poor Leah. I'm like, "Okay, yeah, poor Leah. Maybe that's shady of Portia. Maybe it's not. I don't care. I don't care who wins the game. I don't Sorry. I mean, if you love that, good for you. I, I know we need fun and levity on these shows, but it's like, uh, okay. 
the bright spot at the end of the games is we do this like scorpion thing. What is it? Spew or chew? It's so stupid. It's basically plead the fifth. But, um, you know, there's some there's some shady questions being asked. Portia asks Whitney to say three lies that Heather has said on camera. Um, and she <laughs> she decides not to because she wants to show Heather that she still wants to get to a better place. So she eats the scorpion. Fast forward 20 minutes at the end of this episode. I guess drunk Whitney pops into the little confession booth and is like, Okay, you want to know the three lies that Heather told? One, she knows he gave her a black eye. Two, she's never friends with Lisa Barlow. Three, she lied about leaving the Mormon church. Like, Whitney, what are we doing here? It's been eight hours since you made this whole big stand of not wanting to talk about Heather's lies so that you could try and move forward. It's so stupid. And then they fight at this Mardi Gras dinner. And I'm like, I don't, who cares? I almost wish that Whitney and Heather would have kind of swept their shit under the rug before this week in Thailand and then kind of actually stuck to it because it's frustrating to watch people just go at it over and over again with no actual interest in moving forward. And I think with Candace and Giselle, they're able to kind of flow in and out of it a little bit more. Whereas Whitney and Heather, it just keeps creeping up. And it's like, I don't want this to be half of the episode every single episode. I want like little moments here and there. Like I want Alexia and Marisol getting like a little bit frustrated with each other and then kind of like snapping back into place so that then they can talk shit in Spanish when someone burps at the dinner table. Like that's what I prefer. And the dynamic between Whitney and Heather, it really is like rancid. It just is making everything annoying. <sighs> Leah also declines to say who from Roni she thinks shouldn't be on Roni legacy. She eats the scorpion instead. I mean, whatever. It's a little bit of a cop out, but also like, I don't really care what Leah thinks about Roni Legacy. Who knows if it's even happening at this point? Jill Zarin's posting on her Instagram story, goodbye NYC with like an empty apartment. An empty apartment, mind you, save for a Jill Zarin rug on the ground. I, she is she is like always be closing. That is Jill Zarin to a T. But, you know, is Legacy happening? Who knows? Leah's not going to be on it. Maybe nobody's going to be on it. Okay, I wish she would have just said a name, but like, whatever. Candace, I clocked at the moment where Candace said that Portia, <laughs> this is, sorry, this is going back to when they're talking about the Monique thing. When Candace said that Portia hasn't learned her lesson from last time she repeated things on TV that turned out not to be true. Ooh, can we talk about that? Why didn't Candace bring that up in the moment? That is what I want to talk about. Portia, Portia on this trip is in a position where nobody is really coming for her in a major way. I mean, Candace tried it a little bit with the Monique thing, but Portia's kind of just there to have a good time. And I would love to see Portia squirm a little bit if somebody brought up the Candy and Phaedra situation. You know, they tried to bring it up last season with Phaedra. She shut it down. Nobody's really bringing it up this season with Portia. Like that is a girls' trip storyline that I would like to see happen for real. But I don't know. I mean, I they can't force these women to talk about anything. I guess I don't know. 
it's a little bit like earn your check, but whatever. The Mardi Gras dinner, of course, Giselle has to play a reasonably shady game because that's, you know, her big plug is listen to her podcast. Um, We go back to the thing of Alexia, you know, acting like she's been a housewife for a decade. Even the show was canceled for eight years. Whatever. (sighs) Alexia will stick by the fact that their comeback makes them special. I mean, I don't really care. The whole like who invented housewives, who was here first thing. It's it's a little boring. It's a little played out. None of you are Vicky Gunvalson. None of you are Nene Leakes. None of you are Bethany. None of you are Teresa. I feel like everyone on this girls trip is on like decently even footing. You know, not exactly. I mean, like Portia certainly is a more iconic housewife than Whitney Rose. Leah was only on New York for two seasons. It's, you know, it's not an exact one-to-one, but like, it's not like you have Vicky and Tamara and then some newbies. So I don't, I don't think anybody on this cast really gets to argue that they like invented the game or created or, you know, that's not really the vibe of this girl's trip. The biggest question, I guess, at the end is whether or not Leah was bullied on the boat. I tend to say no, just because I think bullying is such a loaded word. And like, I think that housewives in general love to throw around the idea of bullying. And I think people don't really ever have a clear idea of what it means. Like, it just stands in for, like, you were being mean to her. And, I mean, I think people were maybe being a little harsh on Leah, but also I don't think Leah had the best attitude, and I think she didn't really help herself out. So it's like, was it bullying? Like, technically, maybe. But also, like, I don't know. Leah's not having that good of a time. She doesn't seem that fun to be around. And I like Leah, but, like, whatever. I don't know. We'll see how these next few weeks unfold. Uh, But anyway, thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow the show wherever you listen. We have an interview with Jackie Goldschneider coming up on Wednesday's episode. So I'm excited for you guys to hear that and some other great stuff coming up soon. Uh, You can follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches. You can follow me at Dylan Hafer. And until next time, be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Dylan Hafer, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Picot, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Jorge Morales-Picot. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Dylan Hafer and Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a wild berry splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches.